0: Drew has, I don't know, Drew has fallen off the edge of the world, well, so we, we may get interrupted by Drew later. I'm I assume he has a wife, two children, and a life. A, a job. A you. job, so things come up. So welcome listeners to How College Works. Today we thought we'd spend a little bit more directed time talking about tenure. This is something we have mentioned before, but we have not dedicated a time to really sort of dig into the nitty gritty of tenure.
1: Not to be like, I don't know. Whenever I first heard tenure, like back when I was an undergrad, I thought it was ten, like the number, and then year. Tenure. You know what I mean? Ten
0: year Like uh, we've been here ten years.
1: Yes, but that is not. That is not it. That's not it. No,
0: so. it is ten. Your, Your.
1: tenure.
0: As my mother in law would, would tell me, tenure is very desirable.
1: Oh. Okay. She was not an academic. Oh, okay. Well,
0: but she's correct.
1: <laughs> I think it, ha- it carries a lot of uh, weight outside of academia, even. Like, oh, you're tenured?
0: It, it, it is. I mean, I think people understand the, the most basic idea about tenure, which is that your job's basically guaranteed.
1: So that's what it that means?
0: Yeah, basically. That's not 100% all the time true. They're like, If you have tenure, you can be dismissed. But you've got to do some bad stuff, usually. <laughs> or the college needs to be in really bad financial straits.
1: Well oh, you've got to
0: probably close. So we should back up one step. Exactly the conditions that you need to meet to be granted tenure are different for every school and can be different for every department.
1: Hmm. I don't have tenure. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> Throw that out there. <laughs> no, no. So, I mean, I'm tenure track. Yes. So I'm headed toward it. Yes. At what is probably a slow pace. <laughs> <laughs> so it? Usually five or six years is like the traditional sort of
0: yeah. time. That's the time frame. Seven sort of on the outside. There are often academic positions which are tenure track and non-tenure track. Yes. So a non-tenure track position... Is never eligible for tenure. You are on a renewing contract position if it's a renewable. There are some which are temporary for a set amount of time. A visiting professorship
1: is mm-hmm. like this,
0: or um,
1: instructor, positions. Instructor, instructor positions.
0: So, a tenure track job, which is what most people in academia are looking for, they want a tenure track job, most of them. That is a job which will have usually a Tenure a mid review, yeah. in which case your your supervisors, your department chairs, your division chairs, your vice president of academic affairs, your provost, these people are going to be giving you me feedback on how we're doing and whether we are progressing towards tenure appropriately or not. And then there will come a tenure review that happens at the five six or mm-hmm. some seven year mark, and this is make or break. This isn't like I didn't get the promotion this year, but if I work hard next year, I'll get a promotion. This is one and done. This is one and done. Either yeah. you get tenure, and you stick around, or you don't.
1: You better be looking for another job. And
0: you, and generally, you leave. Right? Well,
1: I mean, you could stay. You could, but, but yeah. I've never so, known yeah. anybody who has. Right.
0: So depending, <laughs> <yes>. so depending <laughs> on the way the actual faculty handbook, which is what governs the process. That whole process is laid out in the faculty handbook for a school for, or college or university. You
1: mean kind of like the college catalog? Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It, it's very much like the college catalog. There's usually also a student
1: handbook, mm-hmm.
0: which is actually the the analog to the faculty handbook, and that lays out. If you want to contest a grade, what do you need to do? If you the rules have a grievance. Of the campus, yeah, don't the rules drink in ca- the dorm.
1: Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so
0: all of, all of the stuff where you kind of know because you've learned from upperclassmen or your friends, or you just kind of know you're not supposed to do this, all of that is clearly spelled out in the student handbook. And the consequences for violation and the procedures for what happens if you violate them are all spelled out in the student handbook. And similarly, all of that is spelled out in the faculty handbook for faculty, because our rules are different.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, generally it's, it's the same, like, don't be stupid, don't be a dick.
1: That doesn't say that.
0: I guess it doesn't say that. It's kind of implied. We have grievance procedures.
1: We have grievance procedures, but I think, I don't know, they're not going to tell us not to be. A...
0: Don't be. Don't be mean.
1: Yeah, don't be a jerk.
0: So the faculty handbook contains the general benchmarks of progressing through tenure when you get reviewed. In the mid tenure review, and when you get reviewed for the for tenure, and post tenure reviews. So.
1: Yeah. So something we've talked a little bit about ranks of. um, Faculty. Yeah, but not always faculty because instructors might not be considered faculty. That's usually. Depending on the place, yeah. So something that they that at least wasn't particularly clear to me as an undergraduate, maybe not even until I started looking for a job, was the different difference between assistant and associate. and Well, and often, sometimes I'll say full or university professor or I'll just say professor, professor. with no assistant or associate.
0: Yeah, that was not clear to me. Yeah. I think it, not until after I landed my first. Yeah, professor. I'm pretty
1: sure I'm like, oh, whoops. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Yeah.
0: yeah, and those are, those are important distinctions for faculty. They are not important distinctions for students. Generally. No, but
1: they are sometimes intertwined with tenure, which is why I brought it up.
0: Yeah, and they are, I think, usually.
1: Almost always. Almost
0: always. So, an assistant professor is tenure track, track, yeah, but untenured.
1: Mm-hmm. So, you're
0: in that five year lead up, yeah. five, six year lead up to tenure. Right. An associate professor
1: almost always does have tenure. Almost always
0: does have tenure.
1: And then a full professor or just a professor has gone through that post tenure review.
0: Right. And so and that process, as we talked about before, is different. Whether you're even gonna go through it depends on the culture of the school. Mm -hmm. And so usually, yeah, there's a second application process
1: for that. Mm -hmm. You
0: have put together so we have to put together what we call the dossier. Mm -hmm. It's a giant it's accordion file of documents, or digital.
1: Yes, preferred.
0: Preferred to be digital. That has all the evidence that we are collecting and generating to prove to our colleagues and to our boss and to the board of trustees that we are a valuable member of the faculty and they should really keep us around. Mm-hmm. And that dossier contains a whole bunch of stuff, like our course syllabi uh, at universities where publication is important, it has all those publications, whether you know, peer-reviewed conference proceedings, it has letters of support from our colleagues, our other faculty, from our staff, from students, it, you know, it has everything that yeah. we are going to put together to say really, truly, I'm awesome, you need me, Go, yes. goes into that dossier. And a similar dossier needs to be usually Collected when you move from associate to full professor. That's not always the case for every school, mm-hmm. but I think it's fairly common that it, that there's another sort of review process mm-hmm. in that post tenure review.
1: And it's not just like, well, here's my thing from last time.
0: No, it has to be new stuff. (laughs) New
1: stuff, like from the last, I think, isn't it like three years or? Something like that. Yeah, they don't want, I mean, if you've been here for 15 years before you decide to go, they don't want 16 accordion folders (laughs) full of your stuff. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. That's
0: not good. So as somebody who's full professor or just professor on their title, They've gone through a lot of work, especially if you're at a big institution. If you're at yeah. a big institution that does a lot of research, those R1s.
1: They're legit. Uh, yeah.
0: At an R1 university, those professors have done a lot of work in their research. They may be getting paid like six figures, low six figures.
1: but Not in the humanities. Not,
0: <laughs> in the sciences, it's possible. I could feel that, yeah. But you're, they're also earning every single cent of that, especially if they made it to full professor because they have proven, not just in the first six years they've been there, but in the next five years or whatever, that they are really doing work, nose to the grindstone. Unfortunately, that usually that is not contingent at those big universities about quality of teaching. Well, I think we said, like, there are three things that go into tenure before. There's research, teaching, and service.
1: That might be the order for research, one. Yes. Well, actually, research uh, one, that. I think, is research, research service, service, and teaching. teaching. Yeah.
0: They can, at, a, at an R1, where a lot of the money that the college brings in comes from the overhead that they take from grant, funded grants. So mm-hmm. I, you know, if I was an R1, I would submit grants to NASA or NSF or somebody to fund my research, and they would grant me some thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars to do what I want to do, or if you're really good stuff, like millions of dollars. Like, i I've met professors who had million-dollar grants. Like 10% or something like that just gets paid to the college, university. And so a million-dollar grant coming in, that's $100,000 to the college from one person. Yeah. And so that research quality is really important to the financial sort of viability of the university. Because if you're writing lots of grants to do lots of research and therefore bringing in lots of money, it's literally paying to keep the doors open yeah. for portions of the university. And it's paying for, like, your own equipment, your own furniture, many places you have to rent your lab space. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's actually even more money than the, that so they're taking. Luckily,
1: us. that's not where we work.
0: Yeah, we don't work there. Because
1: that's a lot of pressure.
0: It is, it is a lot of pressure. Like, I remember talking when I was an undergrad and finding out, oh, you know, you you rent the lab space. So I was like, so what happens if you don't get your proposal funded? It's like, I have to move out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I got to leave. It's like, oh, <laughs> I wanna, oh. And you also lose, like, all your graduate teaching assistants and all that
0: stuff. Yeah, so as a as a graduate student, I was paid as a research assistant on my advisor's grants. Grant, yeah. Right. So that's why research is such a big deal for R1s, and that's why that weighs so much heavily in terms of what those professors have to do to be granted tenure. Here, that's not mm-hmm. part of.
1: Well, research is what we like do. part of our thing, but it's not the number one. It's technically right now the number two.
0: Yes, it's teaching and then research and then service. Yes. And because that's set forth in our
1: faculty handbook, <laughs> it
0: says here, are, here are these things.
1: And I say technically right now because we're considering moving some percentages around. Right. So. That's and why. any
0: of those changes have to go through. The faculty has to. We have to vote it. Right. So Teaching. Ten, Teaching, (laughs) so teaching is the most important thing for us, and so part of the evidence that we're collecting is to show that we are teaching quality classes. Actually,
1: I would say most, right? Because I mean, I have. Don't get me wrong. My dossier has some researchy things in it, but it is like what ninety percent teaching. Yeah. Syllabi. I mean, in terms of the physical,
0: what's there? Yeah. So we when we go up for tenure we will submit this dossier and usually this goes to a committee that's made up of faculty members and upper level administration so the Chioma, yeah. our, our, our boss, will, sits on that committee.
1: Well and uh, also important distinction is that most of the time that committee is also made up of already tenured faculty.
0: Yes, I, I believe it, voting faculty are already tenured.
1: Yeah there's a whatever a floating kind of position so that, that you
0: can sit on this committee and see how this process works
1: but ideally that before
0: you submit but you don't get to vote you yeah. have no say only other tenured faculty members can vote on whether to recommend that a colleague be, be granted tenure mm-hmm. and then that decision actually I think Chairman must not because that does sit on that
1: I don't think she does She something. doesn't, because
0: then that is passed to her
1: yeah and then she and
0: she is privy to other information so the committee that...
1: And all they do is what they do is they called recommend you, right? Yeah, they recommend. They recommend for tenure or promotion, and then it goes up to the VPA, and she recommends, and then it goes to the president.
0: And then she can choose to recommend. Usually at that point, you're, you're rubber stamping. Yeah. Right, Unless you have done something to the president. <laughs> Which, don't do that. Um, be, either be on good terms with the president of your college university, or just have them not know you. <laughs> yeah. have them have a grudge against you is, is bad, bad news. So, the, the committee that, that reviews this, they, they look at the dossier, at all the letters, at all the evidence that we have collected, and that's what they have access to. And then they pass the recommendation on to the vice president of academic affairs or the provost, who.
1: I guess if we were an instance where there were deans. It yeah. Usually, okay.
0: So, yeah. Right. The, usually, things sort of move up. Yeah. But our boss will would know if we had any complaints or grievances filed against us, or whether there's any other.
1: Those kinds of things are not usually what you collect to put into your dossier. They are,
0: you know, usually are <laughs> not. So the dossier is really about our performance as a faculty member in terms of doing the job and giving evidence that we are doing the job and that some of the information that the UPAA might be privy to is more of a personal matter. If there's been some personal grievance between me and another faculty member, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I kicked their cat. I would never do such a thing. But then that...
1: Plus, cats aren't allowed on campus.
0: Well, I suppose you can have support animals. But cats are usually... (laughs) They're not very good support animals. Depends. My cat is very supportive. I don't
1: know. He just wants
0: to sit on your lap and have you rub his belly. Okay.
1: Well, a lot of cats are like, no, I'm going to bite your face. My other
0: cat is like that. (laughs) So so. So she has knowledge of that, and that might sway whether she chooses to recommend or not in moving up. If that happens, and I feel that it's been unjustly done, I appeal to the president. Uh I say. That
1: doesn't happen very often, though. No,
0: it it really shouldn't. And I
1: would, like, in even those cases where people didn't get tenure, that's not super common.
0: No, usually at the mid-tenure review...
1: If there are problems, they flag it, right? Yeah, they
0: flag it then, and so you will know that this is a problem.
1: Yeah, you're underperforming, or, hey, we think you need to...
0: Do this or that. Yeah,
1: because I had a friend, that she's at a totally different type of school, but they were like, oh, your student evaluations aren't, you know, they're not that great. And so to combat that, her dean suggested that she have people come in and observe her teaching like frequently for the next, you know, two years. Like she's like, get some some people in your classrooms like twice a semester, all of your classes, have them write letters and do those observation forms. That way, you know. You have this evidence. Yeah, to counter that stuff. So, that let's go back to that the fact that our teaching evaluations are yes and our dossiers, and so yes, they students. are required to be. <laughs> yeah, actually,
0: like yeah. At, 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 our, at our institution, they're required to be. I think at most, they are also required. I think to so be. too. So, if you have a serious concern about a faculty member, especially one that is not yet tenured, they have assistant in front of their name, then absolutely you should put that into your, your reviews. But as we discussed, it, it agrees one, like, don't make it crazy.
1: They're not going to listen to you if you're crazy. If
0: it if it sounds like you're a crazy person spewing vitriol, then no one's going to listen to that.
1: Well, and I try to have this conversation. Ooh, was that Drew?
0: That was Drew. I try he to have this
1: conversation with my students just about, okay, I'm not the only person who reads these. Right. And they're like, oh, does your boss read them? I'm like... She's one of the audience members who does. I was like, there's also the personnel committee. And I'm like, if I apply for another job, my they sometimes will ask for a teaching portfolio, which is like a skinny, super skinny version of your dossier. But they often want at least a summary of your teaching evaluations, some mm-hmm. like numbers, but also some comments. So, yeah, those things matter. One, they matter, so take them seriously. Yeah. And one two, of the major
0: leverage points you have.
1: Yeah, one of the only. <laughs> yes. And two, like what we think is funny in class is probably not going to translate to other contexts. So you know, like uh, you know, people trying to be jokey all the time.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, in terms of I mean, so you're a rhetorician, so audience is something yeah. that, that you worry about, and so so students when you're.
1: Everyone should worry about audience, not just a rhetorician.
0: I'm I'm, I'm, you're trained to. Okay. So when you're writing those course evaluations, keep in mind that it's not just your professor. Pres- not just your professor, it's your professor's boss and it's the people who can make a decision whether you stick around. Colleagues. But they're also their colleagues, right? So it's, you're not writing to someone who is sort of in your shoes, who has had a bad interaction with your professor, and therefore you're going to start default from thinking, well, I, obviously the student is upset and therefore we should take this seriously, even though they sound crazy. Like, you're writing to another professor. You're writing to a professor who may know this other professor, who may be friends with this other professor. So give some evidence. Yes. Specificity is really good if, what, if you need to make a case that this professor is doing this is, is, is like, a bad actor.
1: This is writing 101 slash 102. If you're going to make a claim, you better back that with evidence and examples.
0: Right. If I have faculty evals that are all like, he's horrible, all caps, you know, like, you should fire him, and, like, he never right. combs his hair. <laughs> I do comb my hair. Uh, oh, yeah. And all this stuff, like, you know, he's the worst, and he's never prepared, but it's all general. Like, I've never, yeah. I haven't given you any specifics on yeah. that. that. was much less powerful than not all caps, Yeah. <laughs> to say, he rarely comes to class prepared. He never seems to know which section we're talking about, always has to ask us what we're doing you know, returns home Gosh. three hours, or three weeks, three le- hours late, Three hours late. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if only, uh, three weeks late, you know, and one time, you know, like, here's the worst thing, and then give that specific example, mm-hmm. that is better
1: mm-hmm. than he's horrible, that's
0: better than he's horrible, and that actually is something which, you know, my boss would then read and be like, Peter,
1: let's <laughs> talk about talk these
0: evals, right, and now I have to actually come up with specific rebuttals to what was going on, as opposed to, you know, students be crazy, right, and they shrug. Just, they just
1: don't like to learn. Right.
0: You know, it's a lot, I mean, not that anybody should do that, but it's a lot easier to do that if what you have is generalities.
1: Right. So you mentioned that, and I don't want to spend a whole lot of time on student evaluations, because really, they're not that big a part of our dossier. I mean, I don't want people to be like, all oh, right, I can go get people fired. Unlikely. Pretty right I mean, and there has to be a pattern. Yes, so one student saying one thing one semester is Does not make a pattern. I'm not also not suggesting that you like get with your classmates and like work against whatever that's Don't not cool. lie. Yeah, don't lie. That's not cool. But again, sometimes you just have off semesters and yeah. You know, yeah, you know, I had the comment a couple of semesters ago that I seemed really busy I was <laughs> really busy and I'm, I'm sorry that it like bled over to my classes in a way that my students picked up on that but that was just the reality of my life at that moment mm-hmm. so I mean for a variety of reasons you might be unprepared or not knowing what's going on and so there might be mitigating circumstances some days you. are like that yeah so you do have a leverage point but it only leverages so far true, true. so I just want to clarify <laughs> because um We've talked, I think, already about how students think that they're like, you know, paying for us. To, we, we pay for your paycheck. No, you don't. Even know.
0: Yeah, we talk about that in another, in another yeah. thing. Yeah. No, we don't. Try to break down exactly a little bit more directly where how? this money comes from. Oh,
1: and we want to get to more answers to that next week.
0: That's true, because next week we're going to have...
1: I really don't know where my paycheck comes from, but I know it's not from students. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we, can, we can ask that question, because we'll talk to somebody from... If
1: she says students, I'm going to be really sad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Your life is a lie.
1: I'll be like, okay, you do actually pay me. Now what? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. well, anyway, so the the student evaluations are only part, a small part, of, like, the teaching portfolio, which is part of our dossier. Mm -hmm. So mine has a ton of teaching stuff, but, I mean, I do a lot of things, too, like assessment reports, (laughs) because that's part of what I'm required to do. If you've done any, like, stuff for program reviews or, I mean, just a lot of the service things that we talk about, uh, I rewrote a tutoring handbook, so I made sure and put that in there. So... Everything that we're doing that's helping our students, that's keeping the college going, that we've put lots of time or energy into, I put all that stuff in my dossier. Right.
0: So, in terms of thinking about what this means for interacting with your professors, <laughs> your untenured professors are usually really stressed. Yeah. Especially if you're like, oh, how long have you been here? They're like, four years. Like, Ooh, that's, four years. that's about the time when the pressure cooker is yeah. really turning on because you're in that last. Starting to be in that last stretch. Yeah. Where You're you've like, had I your mid-term, re- stuff. Yeah. midterm review, you've gotten your feedback, and stretch here is two to three years. Right. Where right.
1: You, because when you go up for tenure, that's a year long process. Yeah. I mean, right? From I mean, there's, there's a time lunch. when you can't hand,
0: uh, hand off the dossier, but you've been building that dossier and you've been fine tuning it and revising it. Yeah, and they take it.
1: their sweet, sweet time to look at it.
0: And then you, you get to, they give you. I, th- I think they give you some feedback and you can respond to some things. Yeah. You know, and so, like, it's not just, it's not like turning in a paper and being done and you get a grade.
1: Right, no. It's a process. Yeah, so
0: if, if you have, like, a relatively young faculty member who just seems to be dying all the time. It may be because they're really, really super stressed because this submission of the tenure packet and the review of the tenure packet
1: it's a big literally
0: is, is, like, it means their job.
1: It's make or break. And I think that the stakes are very high because we got into academia for a tenure track job Mm. and tenure is sort of like, whew, we kind of reached that goal. But until you get that, like it's it's like... There's no guarantees. Right. And it's scary. And it's a lot of work. And we're thinking, well, crap. I did all of this schooling and I put in the last five or six years and I've been killing myself. (laughs) And on top of that,
0: if you fail to make tenure, generally you won't stick around. Often there's not a requirement that once you fail to make tenure, you will be let go, but...
1: There's a face-saving thing. You kind of... Think of it
0: this way. This is a long-term committed relationship between the faculty member and the college.
1: Oh, and you proposed to them, and they said no.
0: Basically, yes. (laughs) Basically, you go down on one knee, you got the roses, the ring,
1: and they're like, like, ah, it's not me. It's you. I mean, we can still, like, hang out. And you're like... Do you want to stick around? No. No.
0: <laughs> you, want to, you want to be as far from there as possible. You want to just yeah. burn that entire portion of your history to the ground. But and... you gotta
1: keep it because you gotta maybe try to use that for else. Yeah, but
0: you on. also have
1: Keep the Ring is what I'm saying. <laughs> so keep the ring.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they say keep the ring, then keep the ring. Sell that thing. Yeah. Anyway, but the other complication is everyone in this in this system, in academia, knows this system they know the time frames. In physics, everyone knows that postdocs are about two years apiece. They expect two postdocs before you're getting into faculty. So everyone knows it's two to four years after degrees when you really expect to see people applying for faculty positions, Uh tenure track faculty positions. If you see someone with six years between degree and this application to now, you start to wonder.
1: What have you been doing?
0: Why haven't you already gotten your faculty position? it's a little unfair but but uh, it's there so if someone comes in and you're like oh you've done five years at this other institution
1: and you're looking for work
0: and you're applying (laughs) to work here
1: Hmm. You probably think that you're my at least my impression me you're not you don't think you're going to get 10 years so you're trying to bail before it becomes embarrassing.
0: Right, or if you've been there for 6 years. So you're basically
1: on the market, which is what it is when you're looking for jobs, but also when you're on the market <laughs> for for new friends.
0: Right. And so there's this I don't think it's spoken about necessarily widely outside of it, but there's, there's this awareness that this time frame is set for almost everybody. Yeah. And that if you are coming up against that time frame, then there's this unspoken assumption that, well, you couldn't hack tenure. Somehow. Or you got denied tenure. Right. And so why are you good enough for us? And, which has to be really delicately and carefully addressed mm-hmm. in your letter of intent basically like you, oh. if you're not gonna provide a strong reason why no i totally could get tenure i just this isn't the school for me then there's always going to be that shadow of, well
1: could, could you do, though gonna, could you? or
0: unless you're giving a cv that has look at all this awesome awesome stuff
1: yeah clearly they just want out.
0: Right. You yeah. know. I mean
1: sometimes it happens it happens, but sometimes like, you're you're like this person would totally marry me for using this analogy right but I'm not sure I want to marry this person so mm-hmm. sometimes you have to so that was a question that I've had I like conversations I've had with other younger faculty so if you do find yourself in a position where you're like well I don't know that I want to like stay here like long long term. The question is do you bail before you get tenure or do you stay and get tenure and then go on the job market? And so like that part is also kind of confusing and not really. I yeah. got I asked around, people gave me very And you'll get brought
0: probably 50/50 50, 50, depending, That's exactly depending what it on what was. you're doing. Yeah. Like so I moved institutions before I got tenure.
1: Yeah. Well, I should have talked to you. Yeah. Duh.
0: I mean but partly because But
1: I also know that you transferred in some of your ten like so you're gonna go up for tenure, even though we we're hired at the same time before me because you brought in some time. Yes, I did. And that was part of your contract.
0: That is in my contract, yes. That is yeah. So I go up for tenure early relative to people coming to uh-huh. you coming in, but actually at about the same time year wise in terms of my total amount of time As faculty. Being, as a faculty member. Yeah. Someplace, you, somewhere.
1: But you had three years and then I came had here? three
0: years and then came here. Yeah. And so, in doing my applications, it, I've made clear in my, in my cover letters, I am changing the focus of my academic life. Yeah. And that's not appropriate for the school that I'm currently at, and I'm looking for a school which will support this change of focus.
1: Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of, it's complicated.
0: Yeah. But basically, once you are granted tenure, even associate, not even necessarily full professor. Yeah. It becomes very difficult for the administration to fire you or let you go.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you look it up, I did. I Google tenure, just a whatever. And it says a permanent yeah. position.
0: Yeah. This is this is a level of job security which is rare to find these days.
1: Yeah. And there's, I mean, there's a possibility at least that people, some people aren't happy with the tenure system.
0: There are, I mean, there are issues. That come yeah, come I up mean, again.
1: obviously, if you can't get fired.
0: So, before tenure, the burden of proof to show to show that we should be here is is on us. us yeah. After tenure, the, the burden of proof to show that we shouldn't be here is on the
1: administration. Yeah, and it takes years. So it's just like it, just like we had to collect this dossier full of stuff to prove it. Oftentimes, one set of bad evaluations, not even close. No, not even close. Not even close. Felony. Felony? Well, yes. depending on depending the felony. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it really would depend on the it felony.
0: It really. have to, yeah. Like, the, the joke that I would that I made when I was a graduate student is that you have to, like, drop a baby <laughs> and not apologize. Oh. Uh, you know, to, to, like, lose tenure. Like, you have to do some seriously, obviously, recognizably bad, bad stuff. Things. Yeah. Affair like, with a student? Bad. Bad. Not necessarily enough. Not always. You, yeah, not always. So some sometimes I mean, a, a faculty will ha- would have an affair with a student when they are married and will not. it's not enough. It's not enough to get them booted.
1: Yeah.
0: Also depends on like so the political sway that you have. If, well, if it they're depends bringing on in your institution,
1: too. Like yeah. if you signed like a morality clause for a religiously affiliated school. That's probably enough. That would definitely be enough. but like.
0: If you're at an R1 and you're a big name and you're bringing in millions no. of dollars of grant money, they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> They'll be all like, you can ruin your private life in your own time. Keep bringing in the grant money and we don't <laughs> did care. You,
1: yeah, did you find that other like,
0: thing? The, at that point, you're sort of a cash cow. And it, and it becomes a little bit of a calculus of how bad are they hurting the college's reputation versus
1: how well, much prestige
0: are they bringing in with their academic work?
1: And in terms of felonies and reputation, that's one thing. Like, you know, we're at yeah. a really small institution. If our name was published in the paper... <laughs>
0: In a negative way. In a negative That can have a, a, a really bad effect. If somebody at a, at a big school does something bad, yeah. there's, a, there's a history of stuff. Like, if a Harvard professor does something horrible, it's, it's Harvard. Yeah. It's one professor at Harvard.
1: Yeah.
0: They have hundreds of years, I think. There, so
1: besides, like, affairs, which is iffy, there's one there's one thing that I, if they could prove that you've done it, I think would mean you're fired. That's plagiarism.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> nice.
1: It's real. It's real, students. <laughs> well, they're always like, yeah, it doesn't happen in the real world. Well, I guess academia is not always the real world. But if but, you yeah. get, if someone accuses you and they can prove that you plagiarize, Willfully. especially if it's your academic work, you are yeah. done.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But Basically, at that it,
0: point, I've lied in presenting the evidence that has showed yeah. that I should be here.
1: But other than that, I can't think of anything that I'd say, oh, yeah, that will definitely get you. I mean, I think if you assaulted a student on campus, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Depends.
0: I mean, <laughs> it really is the worst of the worst, I yeah, think, that bad. can get you, like, fired in a
1: heartbeat. That's true. Yeah. So, we're not protected, so we can't be like hitting people with sticks <laughs> or, well, or plagiarizing. that don't get you fired no matter what level you are, so. Pretty much. Yeah, it's bad. Pretty
0: much. So, tenure. Basically, permanent job. hmm Assuming that you don't tick any of the really bad flags like, you know, major, major felonies.
1: Yeah. And you collect all your stuff in your dossier, uh, which always reminds me of Cavassier. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm the ladies' man. Uh, once
0: we're all out of Cavassier, we will be all out of time.
1: <laughs> yeah, so we'll to, I guess like once you prove it, you've earned your place is essentially what yeah. it
0: is. And, and for students' interactions with faculty, the downside is a tenured faculty member is really hard to dislodge. Right. it's possible and if you have a bad actor then you need to collect evidence and keep submitting that as students Mm -hmm. to the vice president of academic affairs. Yeah,
1: you need to, don't just complain to other professors, I can't do anything, I have no power.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't, even if I sat on the personnel committee, I'd be one person on the personnel committee and I can't wage a personal vendetta based no. on a student say-so.
1: No, and you have to have formal documentation, like that's the stuff you're talking about, that the VPAA might know that the personnel committee doesn't. Um, I can't just be like, well, <laughs> several students have complained to me. If it's not in writing, it doesn't count.
0: Basically, yeah, it has to be formal in the in the form of written down and actually a name put to it, or yeah. s- some way, and you can arrange to have stuff be withheld from like, usually if there's an accusation made, then it needs, then the accuser needs to be sort of identified and so that the person who's accused can address address themselves and defend themselves against the accusation. And so that at some point needs to happen, but even if you're going to do something that's informal and once you get to the level where you can have sort of like a class action sort of Mm. grievance, then you have safety in numbers. But... The only way to know that's the case is to have a number of people come forward and at mm-hmm. least submit informal
1: yeah.
0: grievances.
1: Well, I don't know now this has depressed me in a few ways. <laughs> <laughs> On oh. the
0: upside, in a couple of years you'll go get tenure and you'll be safe from <clears throat> everything.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: except natural disasters and acts of God.
1: Yeah. Right, or plagiarism. Or plagiarism. God. Yeah, I mean, it's something. It's like the ultimate goal. I mean, I think after all of these years, like that's spend all your time. You write your dissertation. You
0: spend four years going to undergraduate. You yes. spend six to eight years. Yes. Going to graduate school. You didn't spend four, four to s- five, five to seven years. Yeah. Five to seven years working your butt off as a faculty member. Like, so how many years is that now total? Dude, I
1: can't add. It's
0: like fifteen.
1: That's a lot. That's and so, a lot. like, God. There's a—I feel like there's a lot wrapped up in this, and so, I don't know. I think I one of the takeaways I would like listeners to kind of leave with is that, yeah, it's, tenure is a thing, but for those of us who are working towards it or have managed to get it, it is a big deal. We've spent—I've spent, you know, almost half of my life <laughs> working toward this goal, and uh, yeah, I'm tired. Tenure you know.
0: professors tend to be much more relaxed. They do, yeah, they're they're super chill.
1: Yeah, so the the big thing that I heard in grad school is like, oh, you think grad school's hard? Wait till you're a tenure track professor." They were not kidding. The pace has not slowed. Um, like I thought maybe having a, a job and not having to like answer to committee members and juggle all the like stuff I needed to do was going to be easier. But that was wrong. <laughs> really, really wrong. It's probably worse.
0: There's more people, basically,
1: I am accountable. Who have an eyeball on you. Well, I'm accountable to more people, it yeah. feels like. Um, like, I have all these different groups of people, whether it be committees or uh, students or, you know, assessment. I'm thinking about Nancy always needing assessment reports, and I'm like, oh, my God. So I didn't have assessment reports as a... I didn't have to advise students as a graduate student. I didn't have to no. write recommendation letters very often. Oh, I
0: gotta do some of those.
1: Hi. Oh my god. I need to get off here so I can go to work. <laughs> Stressing so. out. Anyway. anyway. It's important. That's all I'm gonna say. And I don't know, like I think that sometimes you're like ah, Tenure, blah, 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 it's such a, you know, it's so unfair because then people can't get fired. And don't get me wrong, there are tenured people out there who probably don't do their jobs as best as they can. And they probably do shortchange their students from time to time. Mm -hmm. But I think the vast majority of us have earned that place.
0: And one of the reasons for tenure, as I think we discussed in a previous episode.
1: Academic freedom?
0: Is the academic freedom, both in terms of your instruction and in terms of your research, that once you've proven that you can do the work, they like, want you to be able to
1: they turn do the loose. work. Yeah. Like,
0: Go do. Like it's, it, research is a creative enterprise, and ideally it should take you wherever it has to lead you. Whether the,
1: I hope my students are listening to this, my 102 students who are currently doing research. It's creative. It is. Inquiry based. Yes. You have to follow the research. It go
0: it, it The research goes sometimes not in the directions that you expect. Whether that be in terms of your writing or whether that be in terms of science or math, these are things which are separate from us and and that we are discovering and learning about. Not necessarily just creating wholesale to our own whims. Yeah. Even artists, you know, I think have that experience.
1: Oh, I would imagine.
0: And so. The tenure is meant to protect you, to allow you to go wherever that needs to go Mm -hmm. once you've shown that what you do is worthwhile.
1: Yeah, so prior to that, like, you tend to, you need to do research that you know you can get published. Yes. Um, You don't, like, oh, well, I'm just really interested in law. You don't, you don't get to pursue those things until after so you need to, like, okay, well, what can I collect data on? What can I analyze and get out? Mm-hmm. And some of these more interesting or creative projects that you mm-hmm. might have an eye on are usually longer, and they're or, meandering.
0: Or maybe iffy, like, you know, oh, I, yeah. want to, I, don't know I want to study happen. this thing, but I don't know if I have, like, yeah. the equipment to do it, or, I, you know, it, it seems like it's a long shot. Right. So once you have tenure, you have more freedom to pursue that.
1: Yeah, and you can be more experimental, yeah. I guess. I mean,
0: it's similar to, I mean, in terms of the way people think about, say, stuff like the Nobel Prize. Once you win the Nobel Prize, like, you're made. Like, you got a million dollars, sure, but you've also earned the highest, right. like, sort of honor in, like, you doing your job. It's like getting a MacArthur Genius Grant, Yeah. basically, but more prestigious, and there have been physicists who have, who have gotten the Nobel Prize and then been like, great Nobel Prize. What I'm going to do now is <laughs> right. physics education research.
1: Yeah.
0: Or what I'm going to do now is study paranormal activity. That is, someone has legitimately done that.
1: Well, good for them. It's like any any university will take them. Well, because okay. yeah, they have, they have the a Nobel. Nobel. Yeah. yeah they do what they want. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So there's. I mean for all the, the some of the problems that people might think that tenure has I'm one of those people I tend to think that we do we really need this
0: I mean I have I have had interactions with students and faculty in, in my time from undergraduate through now where I'm like this person really I don't want them to be in this job because they seem to be either really bad at it or a really mean person yeah but they're tenured yeah. And so therefore it's really difficult. And really the onus falls upon the the faculty to write in support or against yeah. that person getting tenure in the first place. Like it has, it's front loaded. The whole system is front loaded. And so it shouldn't just be a, uh, like a love fest and like, oh, yeah, everybody gets tenure. Like No, it's legit and, it, and it's meaningful, but it also means that if you have something that is a legitimate concern that is negative about somebody, that needs to go in. That needs to be put into the into the mix, mm-hmm. so that people who shouldn't be there don't get awarded tenure. Once they do, they have the freedom to act <laughs> as they want. Uh,
1: paranormal, woo!
0: I mean, I, I would be super sweet if this Nobel Prize in Business I mean, actually turns gonna... into a Ghostbuster. That would be awesome. Well, who I'm else going
1: to prove the existence? Yeah, That's basically. Right. You know, like I, mean...
0: I, I have, I have no bones with this. Yes, the, uh, nobody so far has. Manage to produce anything that convinces me, but you know, science is about finding new things. Yeah. I would love to. I would love people to be all like, "Hey, we found some ghosts. <laughs> Here's the proof, undeniable." <laughs> I would love that.
1: Yeah. No. Get tenure. And... and there's
0: no way you're gonna do that if you don't have tenure.
1: No, no, no. Personal <laughs> of all, no one take you seriously. Yeah. Oh, you would not get published. Well, you might get published, but, but not, not anything in anything that's gonna yeah <laughs> have any weight for the personnel committee. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's go work on getting tenure. Yeah, let's do that. So,
0: thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, so you have a little bit more insight into our lives and why <laughs> your professor might be stressed at one why time we, or another. Like have
1: weird tics, <laughs> weird tics
0: and yeah. thinning hair and all oh that kind of stuff. God. Next week, we will have the our vice president of
1: business and finance.
0: She's in charge of all the money. Yeah. It's basically what it boils down to. And the way that our Vice President of Academic Affairs is in charge of all the academics, she's in charge of all the money. So we'll actually figure out how this whole thing works.
1: I yeah, I need to know about what the heck endowment does or is or I don't know.
0: Yes, endowments are important.
1: Yeah.
0: So I'm we'll, asking
1: for my students who are asking me questions, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know.
0: <laughs> so we'll have that next week, so stay tuned for that.
1: If you have a
0: question or a comment or like, why are you guys rambling so much like (laughs) we always do, you can reach me on Twitter at Dr. Hyland D-O-C-T-O-R-H-Y-L-A-N-D or if you have a little longer treatise uh, to give us, tell us how we're doing this right or wrong uh, either one would be great to hear about then you can reach me on Gmail at Peter.O.Hyland H-Y-L-A-N-D at
1: gmail.com right. Have a good week and we'll see you next week. Bye.